This show is produced by the Hartman Media Company. For more information and links to all our great podcasts, visit HartmanMedia.com. Welcome to the Solomon Success Show, where we explore the timeless wisdom of King Solomon and the Bible as it relates to business and investing. False prophets and get-rich-quick schemes are everywhere. Let's not be distracted by these. Instead, let's go to the source, the eternal principles that create a life of peace, power, and prosperity. Here's our host, Jason Hartman. It's my pleasure to welcome Robert Dickey III. He is president of Crown Financial Ministries. You've probably heard of them. They're big and has served as a decorated Air Force officer and CEO of an international company. He's the best-selling author of The Leap, launching your full-time career in our part-time economy, and the new book, Love Your Work, Four Practical Ways You Can Pivot to Your Best Career. Robert, welcome. How are you? Oh, it's great to be on your show today. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. So when we talk about some of the principles that Crown Financial Ministries teaches and just some general life principles, whether they be biblical or non-biblical, it certainly makes sense for one to invest in oneself, right? Uh, I remember many years ago, Earl Nightingale, uh, the late great, I guess, success philosopher, I'll call him, Earl Nightingale, he had so many wonderful stories and wonderful pieces of advice. And one of them was, don't be the person sitting in front of the empty fireplace and saying, give me heat, and then I'll put in some wood. You've got to put in the wood first, right? Tell us how this relates to your philosophies and, and your books. Well, you know, I'm really passionate about what we're doing at Crown Financial Ministries, and our mission is to teach total life stewardship. We really got our start with uh, talking about the stewardship of our our finances, personal finances and getting into debts and budgets and so forth. But we've really branched out into total life stewardship to understand how we can be the steward of all things, not just personal finances, but our career, our life, our business. Because ultimately, I think that's how we're going to be judged. You know, Matthew 25 gives a a very clear depiction that, you know, we're going to be judged based on lordship, stewardship, and generosity, how we live our life. And so I'm very passionate about helping people uh, have success in their career, but steward their career, to be able to really live their life in alignment with their values, how God created them. And not just so that they can have financial success, but they, so that they can have impact in the world around them and help others. And so that's really the, uh, the central theme and focus in both of the books that I've written. Fantastic. You know, we hear people a lot of times throwing around the stewardship word. So I'm wondering if you could just take a very quick moment to define that. You know, it, it can be a very complex word. I mean, there's a lot of organizations that will use it. But stewardship, if you think about it, it impacts every single aspect of life. Whether you are a, a Christian, whether you are a believer or not a non-believer, everyone wants to have uh, stewardship principles. We want good stewards in government. We want good stewards of our economy, a husband and wife. You have to be a good steward of those relationships. Stewardship is really taking the either the positions of power and authority, the relationships that you're in, the, the, maybe the resources that you've been given, anything that you have been entrusted with, and really ensuring that you are using it for its best value and not for your own personal good, your own personal gain. So, I mean, it, it goes into the stewardship of, as I've said, the, the economy. If you're a leader and you're in charge of running a government position, 
in charge of leading people. That is a very important stewardship role. We're in charge of the stewardship of natural resources in our environment. And so I think stewardship is, is something that encompasses every single aspect of life. And we want to be able to teach folks how to be a great steward of whatever position that they're in and whatever resources that they've been entrusted to oversee. Okay, good. So let's talk a little bit about money and investing and business and, and careers, you know, all, all of this area of life, our financial and professional lives. What kind of things do you cover in the books and, and, and what do you want people to know? Well, one of the, the main things to start is to let folks know that there is a old economy that is dying and there is a new economy that is being born. And we're at this very important inflection period between the two. And it is causing a great deal of stress and friction for a lot of people, especially those who are not kind of clued into what's going on. And so people are being disenfranchised in their work. There's a lot of folks, I mean, there's surveys that say up to 80% of people go to work every day and they hate what they're doing. There's folks that are fearful of the future. They see that you know, jobs are being offshored, jobs are being automated. Companies are downsizing, and there's this feeling of, well, what's around the corner? Am I going to be able to take care of my family? Am I going to be able to have a future? And so I want, I try to spell out in both books, here's what's happening in the global economy. And then backing up and say, okay, now what do we need to do to have success? Because there's new rules that are being written. And if we play the game by the old rules, we're not going to have success. We're, we're going to have failure. And people need to be able to take time to invest. There's new rules for a new game and being a steward of our careers, being a steward of our talents. One of the things that we have to do is we have to invest in continued education, continued skills development. And if we do this, there is massive opportunity in this new economy. People don't need to be fearful. People can be excited, but we have to look in slightly different places because the jobs and the opportunity are not going to be in the same places that they were in the past. So those are some of the key focal points early in the book that I, I try to help people navigate. Okay, so where do we look? You talk about looking in some different places. You know, and I just want to make a, a comment here that I think listeners should be very careful of this idea of education, because in concept, it is certainly good. I mean, education is critical, especially in a changing economy. But there are so many ripoffs out there in the world of, uh, you know, certainly the college system, the university system has become an epic ripoff. I mean, these are like these, this, like a left-wing brainwashing cult that charges massive fees, enslaves people into massive amounts of debt. And it happens in adult education too. You know, there are a lot of these career schools, these unaccredited universities and so forth, or, you know, they're sucking off the trough of federal aid and putting people into debt. And I think we got to be careful of where we look, don't we? <laughs> Maybe more than ever. Absolutely. And, and so I am not an advocate that says, oh, guess what? Every single American kid that's graduating from high school needs to go and get a college education. I think the next big bubble that we are facing as a nation is student loan debt. And we, and that's part of the old game that I'm talking about. $1.2 trillion worth, trillion with a T. <laughs> it's huge. You, you got it. Yeah. And so we have brainwashed kids to think that to get the American dream, they have to go to college. And they go in 
without a plan. They saddle themselves up with hundreds of thousands of student loan debt. They're graduating with degrees that many times are not enabling them to have success in a new economy. And then they're working at Starbucks and McDonald's. They'll be a slave for the rest of their life. So that's not the type of education I'm talking about. Being a lifelong learner, there's ways for us to acquire new skills. Now, look, there are some people who will go out and they'll say, look, my goal, I I feel like God has gifted me. I am passionate about being in the corporate America. I want to go have this corporate America job on this, you know, Fortune 500 track. And if that's what they want to do, it is almost a requirement to have a degree from uh, an accredited institution, maybe an advanced degree. I've talked to many CEOs. Thankfully, though, I think the tide is turning a little bit. When Google came out and said, you know, we don't care if you have a college degree. I mean, there is some, uh, you see some cracks in this finally. It's certainly taken a long time, but it has changed. It's not the 1980s or 90s anymore, right? You're exactly right. And, And what's changing that is, I talk about this in depth in the book, but we're having an education revolution And at the center of this revolution is this concept. Now, I'll give you an acronym here. It's MOOCs, M-O-O-C. It stands for Massive Open Online Course. This is revolutionizing. It's democratizing education. The best colleges all over the world are taking their courses where kids are spending on campus tens of thousands of dollars to attend. You can now go out to a website. You can take the exact same course. You can actually get accredited. You can get certifications for free. Okay, so tell that's critically important because I did not know that there was accreditation. Certainly there's a lot of ways to learn. iTunes University, the Khan Academy, and a whole bunch of others. You can become brilliant sitting in front of your computer screen with an internet connection and highly, highly educated. But there's no accreditation. Like, what are you going to do with this stuff? No one will believe that you did it. How do you do accreditation with that? Because it seems to be really not that the information is inaccessible. It's that the accreditation is a scam. It's this monopoly. Not so anymore. Uh, this is not something so. I don't know about. Tell us. Tell yeah, yeah, so let, me, let me tell you about it. There's three websites in particular that I'd like your listeners to go uh, research. Uh, edX, Coursera, and Udacity. Now, let me tell you about uh, specifically Udacity. Now, all of these uh, websites that I've just mentioned, you can go out and you can take uh, finance courses, economics courses, history, photography, nanoscience, data science, any course that you could take at a major university in America, you can get on these websites from the best schools, Harvard, Yale, University of Michigan, Virginia, Caltech, Berkeley, you name it. It's on there. Now, here's what's so interesting. It's the exact same professor. It's the exact same course. And you can audit it and it can be completely free. Now, if you want to get a certification, if you want to get a certificate that says, look, I'm Bob Dickey. I started this course. Here's all of my coursework. I passed every single one. And at the very end of it, get a little certificate of completion. You can pay anywhere from $25 to $65 for that certification slip. And then what they'll do is they will check your progress throughout the course to make sure that you're actually who you say you are, that you're actually doing all the work. And what's happening is people are taking these courses. They're getting certified for, you know, 25, 35, 60 bucks. And then they're taking that certification into employment offices and they're getting hired. Google in particular, and a lot of other big companies, Friedman, I forget the, goodness, I forget the gentleman's first name, but uh, one of my favorite authors, and I'm just having- Milton? 
Milton Friedman. <laughs> Milton Friedman, love him. Yeah, he's great. Or no, I'm sorry. It, it, this is Thomas Friedman from the uh, from oh, the New York Times. Yeah, yeah, Thomas. And Friedman, he just yeah. wrote a book titled "Thank You for Being Late." And he chronicles the MOOC revolution in there as well. Uh, and AT and T has developed all sorts of courses with Udacity, and people can go out there, take those courses, get certified, and they're being hired by Google, AT and T, and the top companies all around the country. Here's what's happening. We're developing a new meritocracy around the globe where big businesses are no longer really looking at your credentials. Hey, do you have a college degree? Do you have an advanced degree? They're asking, do you have the skills that we need for us to be successful in a new economy? And if you do, then they'll hire you. So as you said early on, you said the old system, education system has cracks. It has fissures. It's, it is dying just like the old economy. They're, they are under stress right now because of this new revolution that's taking place. It's about time. Just like the music industry, they've been ripping people off for decades. And it's about time that people have consumer choice, that their monopoly end. And what they're really doing is leeching off the taxpayers. Because ever since the government started insuring student loans in the 70s, the price of college tuition has increased massively proportionate to inflation. It is a scam, people. It is a scam. You know, these colleges are being marketed like resorts. I mean, it's just absurd, you know, that they're marketing their cool gym facilities and, you know, food courts. I mean, go to any city where there's a university and the college in that city is one of the largest landowners and real estate investors. It's, it, this is absurd. They've gotten so far off their mission. It's completely ridiculous. But anyway, yeah. Okay, so other than griping about the way the system works and that we're thankful that it's changing, what other tips do you want to share with people? I think that this highlights something that's very important for people to understand. Technology is changing everything. If you think that there is a sector out there in the economy that is not going to be impacted by technology, if you're a mid-career professional or a late-career professional and you're saying, ah, this might be happening in transportation with Uber or it might be happening, you know, Airbnb is disrupting the hotel industry and you think it's not going to happen to you, your head's in the sand. Every single industry is going to be impacted by technology and software and these, and these new advancements. Can you give us some other examples of like, I mean, we've seen those industries. I mean, can you imagine the world's largest hotel company doesn't own any real estate? That's amazing. That's Airbnb I'm talking about. The world's largest individual like taxi type transportation company doesn't own any cars. That's amazing. I mean, that's, yes. it's an amazing time for sure. Is there something we're not seeing? Maybe another industry that's going to, I mean, certainly like you say, everybody's going to be impacted and it's for better or worse. It's great for people who are flexible, who adapt quickly, who can withstand change. But, you know, if you have any thoughts or predictions on that so we can see it coming better, feel free to share them. <laughs> we just talked about how the education industry, which uh, has seemed like yeah. almost impermeable, and now that, that is being rocked at its very foundation. Wonderful. Healthcare is, is changing. There, there's new services where you're going to be able to have basically an Uber doctor. Doctors are moving away from the healthcare system because of just the crazy regulations. They're saying, you know what? I'll come to yeah. your house. They, they, they spend all their they send, spend all their time doing paperwork and dealing with insurance companies. And you know, Obamacare made that a lot worse. Fortunately, that's going to change, get repealed, or replaced, or you know, something's going to happen. Obviously, under the new administration. But yeah, it's a disaster. So every single industry is being impacted by these changes. Here's something that I, I have found extremely interesting. And so, for if there's folks out there that are either entering the workforce or maybe mid-career, and they're saying, you know what? 
I'd like to pivot. I'd like to do something different. I see that in my industry, it might be dying or it's under stress. And I'd like to get into that fast moving current. Warren Buffett always says, find a way to invest in the fast moving currents where you'll be taken along. Here's an industry. Just a few years ago, it was, I think it was about 2009, 2010. The Harvard Business Review said, this is going to be the sexiest industry of the new century. And at the time, there was not one college in America that was training people for these new jobs. And it's data science. With the proliferation of wearable technology and chips being in everything, data is exploding. And companies want to be able to mine it and analyze it and have predictive analysis, not of the past, but also of the future. These are certifications that you can get on those websites I just mentioned, edX, Coursera, Udacity. But nanoscience, data science, data analytics – John Hopkins University has partnered with Udacity. Uh, The University of Washington has partnered with Udacity in creating some of these courses. And these are the ones that Google in particular is monitoring. Graduates of these programs who are getting certifications are getting contacted by Google and getting offered jobs. So if someone's wanting to pivot and look at a fast moving current to get into, anything regarding data and data analytics is the rage right now. A friend of mine is a director at the University of Virginia. And he said, Bob, we just started our program a couple years ago. We have kids that are in the program. They haven't even graduated and companies are contacting them and giving them $100,000 plus offers to leave the program and start right now. That's what's happening. That's how how desperate these companies are for talent. But, you know, speak to that accreditation issue, if you would, just for another moment. I mean, are the people that are getting these online accreditations, they're not really on par with a college graduate with a... I mean, it's not the same thing, is it? I, I hope it is, but, you know. Oh, no, ab- absolutely. These, these are most of the people who are utilizing these websites are mid-30s professionals. And for whatever reason, they either said, I don't want to go back and spend $100,000 on an MBA or a master's degree, or I don't have time, or I want to gain some education in non-traditional ways. And so, and I can't say I blame them. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and they're having success. Here's an interesting story. The toughest engineering course at MIT, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, arguably one of the most prestigious engineering programs in America. They took their toughest engineering course. They put it online in a MOOC, the first time they were ever going to do it. They had 60,000 people around the world register for that course. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. At the end of this course, the top 60 or so folks who finished the course, top grades, were not MIT students. They were people that were taking this in Europe, in the United States, in Africa. They were sitting at home. Did you know one of the top graduates of that course was a 16-year-old kid in Mongolia, Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia. And they're like, who is this? He had like perfect scores. He ended up getting a full ride offer to MIT in the next year he uh, enrolled. So that's what's kind of happening. It's When you take these courses, you're not taking them with just kind of average folks. I mean, some of the best people are going to be on those courses taking that MOOC with you 
And so I think yeah. you talk ca- about a bell curve. I mean, you always, you know, people used to go to prestigious universities like Harvard to because the bell curve was harder. They were competing with really smart people because of the admissions requirements. But here it's a self-selection process. It's beautiful. It's just beautiful. Well, yeah. the people who are taking the time to enroll in these classes. There's and do- a lot of initiative that comes with that, right? Yeah, exactly. They're, they're pre-selecting. They're saying, I'm a hard worker. I have initiative. I'm, I'm at the top of my game. I want to get better. And so you're able to build a network. You're able to have friendships because they have online message boards. And so these people work together. It's a revolution, Jason, that we're at just the very, very beginning uh, part of it. And it's, it's going to radically change everything. The top minds, the folks who are, are watching this are saying, this is great. And the, the reason why is because in the past, the best education in the world was walled off for a very select few. And this is democratizing education for everyone. It's now available for people who have an internet connection in Kenya, in Somalia, Malaysia, Indonesia. It does not matter where you are. It does not matter about your personal resources. If you have a, a good work ethic and you have initiative, you can get the best education in the world for free as long as you have an internet connection. Well, Bob, it is an amazing time to be alive. I always say that it's an amazing time to be alive. And this really is wonderful. So uh, give out your website and tell people where they can find out more about you. Well, I do a lot of writing and and blogging on my website at robertdickey.com. My last name is spelled D-I-C-K-I-E, robertdickey.com. Uh, I also have a free ebook download. If you are listening and you'd like to learn more about MOOCs and that whole revolution that's taking place, and you'd like to take some courses and figure out how to upload those certifications on your LinkedIn account, you can uh, download my free book on my website. It's uh, MOOCs. And I love chatting with people. So if there's anyone out there that's listening that would like to have a conversation, ask questions, I engage with my readers and listeners all the time. Wonderful. Well, Robert Dickey III, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing this uh, wonderful information. We appreciate it. Oh, Jason, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on your program. And I just wish all of your listeners the very best. Thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes. Be sure to check out the show's specific website and our general website, artinmedia.com, for appropriate disclaimers and terms of service. Remember that guest opinions are their own, and if you require specific legal or tax advice or advice in any other specialized area, please consult an appropriate professional. And we also very much appreciate you reviewing the show please go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio or whatever platform you're using and write a review for the show. We would very much appreciate that. And be sure to make it official and subscribe so you do not miss any episodes. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.